grass, ganja, joint, doobie, do, chronic, ace, lobo, loco, love boat, bud, buddha, blunt, pot, pat, pin, chiba, chiba, 420, and hashish, or hash for short. It's all marijuana. This is Marijuana Media. Come in. Brought to you by The Hemp Store at 253K Road or shop online at hempstore.co.nz. Do it, man. Chris Valley. Welcome. It's that time of the week. Sure is. Yeah. G'day. Johnny and Corey, uh, well, I hope everyone's uh, got suitably mentally prepared for mm. marijuana media this week. It's been such a tough week, particularly oh, here in Auckland man. and really all over the, the country. Especially, I mean, you live way out west. Uh, I'm in the thick of it, but it's you, been everywhere, right? All I over think the place. You, you guys have, I mean, yes, it has been rough right throughout Auckland, but I've seen some crazy pictures of slips and trees down right through the um, Waitakere Ranges. Yeah, mate, right by my house. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of destruction out that way. And uh, yes, yeah, so my heart goes out to everyone, you know, that, that, that's coping with it or, or getting through it. And, and of course, you know, if you're feeling the anxiety and you feel a bit of medical cannabis might help you, then, then ah, go get your prescription course, and get some. Mm. And, mean, and, you know, people might have lost their crops. This is another thing really? that hasn't really come out in the disaster management, the civil defence management, is mm. the, the West Auckland medical cannabis crops or just recreational adult use crops. Yeah. They've all been flooded. Uh, if, if they've had, uh, certainly if you're growing outdoors, if you've had any uh, stormwater, wastewater sort of stuff over it, then it's contaminated. Mm-hmm. As would be any vegetable garden, you certainly wouldn't want to use it for medical use. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there could well be people, uh, particularly out west, but maybe on the shore too, or all over Auckland, that, that have lost their annual supply, you know, of, of medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's really important, you know, that, that, that a, uh, you know, that, that they know that they can go out and get some on prescription. Yes. Um, but but B, you know, that, that we have some further reform here because uh, you know they've lost if they've lost their outdoor season for the year, uh, you know they've got to get a light and get growing indoors. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we need some, some reforms or allowances to let people do that. Yes. I mean, how does cannabis go in the outdoors when it is completely saturated and, you know, um, mm. you know, that's the survivor downpour? Does it do okay in super damp conditions outdoors? Well, it depends on the time of the year. And mm. uh, fortunately, if you are growing outdoors, it's, you know, it's, it wouldn't be heavily budded at all yet. It's too early. So mm. um, it, it's probably survived it fairly well. Yes. Uh, and, or it would be able to bounce back. If it's got some broken branches or falling over, it's probably survivable. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's been completely swamped and all that, then that, that could be a different thing. It doesn't really like having uh, wet roots, you know, on an yeah. ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but as I say, if it's been, you know, had wastewater or, or stormwater going over, that plant's history really yeah, need to just uh, cut losses on that one. Okay. Uh, but but generally, yeah, people growing up in the bush or something, it's probably going to recover right. If it was later in the year with, with big heavy buds on it, Different more, story. more breakage and things. Yeah, yeah, and and likewise, if people are growing indoors, uh, a bit of disruption to their light cycle and things. Um, if they're in a um, flowering cycle at the moment, it's probably not going to affect it. Uh, you know, it's certainly just a few little. Uh, hours out here and there or whatever um for mother plants and that you know you, you could have with your fluctuating light cycles you could induce some uh, some male some uh, hermaphrodite mm-hmm. characteristics mm. you know so if you're worried about that take a cutting and uh, hope for the best but again you might need to start again if okay. it does go hermy but yeah take a cutting start again hermy you might be right 
Now, news-wise, yeah. what news else is... News-wise, well, I just want to follow up on last week where we called it that we could be having a new Minister of Health. And, oh, yeah, uh, we got one. We did, we got one. And, and sure enough, we did. And uh, so, Alicia Verrill, um, best known for banning tobacco for anyone born over 20, uh, 2008 uh, with that new law that, that's still going through or has gone through. Uh, but I haven't been able to find any proof on the internet. I'm just going to put it out there. I understand she voted yes in the cannabis referendum. Okay. Mm. That's my understanding. It's not libel, it's just my opinion. Uh, no, no, so uh, pr prove us wrong, but no, no, I believe she did. Uh, whereas, and this is again why I'm quite optimistic about these changes that have happened, uh, as I was saying last week, because uh, Andrew Little being so closely associated with uh, both Jacinda Ardern's administration, but also with putting on this handbrake onto drug law reform. Mm -hmm. And rather than just, uh, you know, okay, we had a very narrow loss on the bill that he proposed and put forward for the 2020 cannabis referendum, but he then extended that to ruling out any kind of drug decriminalisation or drug law reform at all. Okay. Uh, you know, which is pretty out there. Um, and, and uh, you know, tellingly, this is the position taken by the national leader Chris Luxon in October last year, who also has ruled out any kind of drug decriminalisation under his watch. So Andrew Little and Chris Luxon actually had the same position, mm. which they should, you know, they should probably both be embarrassed about. But <laughs> um, so having a new minister of health is, is probably a good thing for for law reform there. And uh, the other people that have had some sort of you know, come into you know have come out well out of the reshuffle. Michael Wood, Kerry Allen, Stuart Nash. You know, these are all yes voters too. So uh, I think we're in a better position now than we were a week ago mm. in terms of the, the 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 possibilities or potentials for law reform. Excellent. It's good mm -hmm. news. Yes. Yeah. Right on. That is good news. Uh, more good news uh, in, in our local area of the South South Pacific, I should say. Uh, the Cook Islands uh, might be about to start growing its own medical cannabis. Hmm. Now, uh, they actually had a referendum as well. It was last year and during their general election, and they asked, should we, we review our cannabis laws to our, allow for research and medical use? And 62% voted yes, so there pretty good... Uh, nice. Yeah, pretty good majority there. They've set up this committee um, and uh, to, to go about doing that, and they're basically saying, um, well, this is an opportunity for us to uh, treat people with ailments and things, and if it's cheaper for us to manufacture it here, mm -hmm. then uh, we're going to do that. And uh, But it also, you know, they've recognised it raises issues. If you have legal users uh, who have been prescribed medical cannabis, then it has issues around possession laws. Right. So they're actually saying, well, now we're actually going to review the laws on possession and mm -hmm. use as well, which, again... Great, that's just great news. So the, the Cook Islands could be going, uh, you know, from a very strict uh, laws they have at the moment, they're recognising this and saying our, their laws are, are quite harsh, certainly mm. compared to Australia and New Zealand. Mm -hmm. uh, and now they're going to have medical cannabis cultivation there and potentially, hopefully, decriminalise use and possession. There you go, good on you, the Cooks. Are they going to have, like, a really stringent quality control? I believe, well, Over there, like... You'd we think so. That hear. tends to be what happens. But, you know, they could go the Thai kind of model where anything herbal and traditional is allowed. Mm -hmm. um, but, of course, where, where, when it is medical, particularly for, for more serious conditions, you do want those kind of stringent conditions. But there's no reason why you can't have both. And doctors could be going, well, your condition's serious, so you get the stringently tested one. Mm -hmm. And your condition's fairly minor. And, and I'd otherwise just say have some dandelion tea or, or take up some meditation. But, you know, have some, some buds and it's, you know... More of a herbal thing, you know. Yes. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you, you can have all sorts of different levels, uh, okay. which is kind of what we need here. Mm. Um, speaking of other changes, we're just segueing straight onto the international news department. Um, Japan 
has announced that, or has confirmed that it's going to put a law in this year to allow medical cannabis. Mm -hmm. uh, but as they often do, they're going to tighten up a law elsewhere. Turns out, uh, use of cannabis is not actually uh, banned in Japan. Mm. Um, and, and that's because they've always allowed it for the spiritual use. It's a key part of a lot of rituals with the Shinto religion. Right. Uh, the emperor is dressed in hemp clothes and uses uh, various uh, accoutrements and, and things that are made of hemp as part of their ceremonies. Mm. Uh, and so they've always grown hemp there, even though to the outside world they've always said it was very tough and harsh and all that. And, you know, Paul McCartney got done for that joint there way back in the day and, you know, went to prison there and mm. stuff. So, um, uh, but it turns out use is not illegal because uh, the farmers growing it for the Shinto uh, purposes could inhale some by accident. Mm -hmm. So they didn't ban use, but now they are. So uh, <laughs> poor old hemp farmers in Japan, watch out. Uh, but you will be able to get your medicine. Uh, meanwhile, though, Hong Kong, uh, staying in Asia, has announced just uh, this week they will be criminalising CBD as a dangerous drug. This is what? the non-psychoactive oh, cannabinoid. I see what? what we're doing. We're going backwards. <laughs> So CBD is widely available in Hong Kong. There's mm. shops. There's all sorts of stuff going on there. Well, they're banning it, putting it in the same class as heroin and fentanyl. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Uh, don't go to Hong Kong for your CBD. Uh, go somewhere else. Or stay here. You can get it on prescription, of course. Uh, big news internationally. This is big news for me, I thought. Uh, Australia. There's a new plan in Australia to legalise cannabis. Uh, it could bring in tens of billions of dollars in revenue. This is from the Greens, who have a couple of senators over there. Mm -hmm. And go. so they they commissioned the Federal Budget Office to uh, wargame the revenue that could flow if they legalise cannabis. Mm. Um, and they compared it to Canada, where you can buy it in, in stores, but you can also grow your own. Um, and you know it's a mix of government and private run and that kind of thing. And what they did when they crunched the numbers, it was $28 billion in taxes, Australian, is what it would raise. Um, and this they worked out, speaking of cost of living crisis, and we again, we said this last week, uh, this could let them, this tax, if they legalise cannabis, just this extra tax revenue, they could bump up everyone's dole or benefit, you know, by $80 mm -hmm. a week. Uh, or they could pay for 88,000 social homes, uh, social housing to be built. Wow. Quite good with all these floods that we've had, eh, to be able to do mm. that kind of thing. Uh, Can you remember off the top of your head, because I know that a number was bounced around in the lead up to the referendum regarding the tax revenue that could be forecast for New Zealand. Do you remember what that was? It was billions of dollars, wasn't it? Uh, Maybe well, one over two. time it would be, but um, certainly in the in the budget cycles that they work yeah. in. But um, the, the government was pretty weak on that. But um, Burl did some testing, or did, did some modelling, I believe. And um, But also, remember the drug harm index we talked about a, a couple yes. of weeks ago. And the police put in there the foregone tax revenue as a harm of cannabis. Like, yeah. cannabis is so harmful because we're not collecting tax off it. Yes. And... Um, <laughs> And that was around the 300 million mark. Around yeah. there. So, uh, but you know how they came up with that? We're, I'm not quite mm. sure. We, certainly, this Australian model, uh, they were calculating that from um, a 15% sales tax. This is yep. in addition to GST, and there'd be obviously some company tax from mm -hmm. that, the companies making it. Mm. Uh, but this does allow people to grow six plants if they want uh, yep. for no charge. And, and so, you know, if you don't want to buy it, you can grow your own under the, their plan, which I think is very important. Uh, it also keeps the quality high. In, yeah. the, in the legal market because, uh, you know, if you can't grow your own, you, the producers just tend to grow pretty swaggy crap mm -hmm. is how it sort of worked overseas. So you've got to have that homegrown to keep the standards high. Uh, 
But yeah, I thought this was incredible. So it's David Shoebridge is the Green Senator. He's the guy pushing it, and he's got this modelling. And he, of course, again, another thing we mentioned a few shows back, he's putting in an actual bill to make this happen. Okay. Um, and, and that was going to happen in November, but I guess it's been pushed out a little bit, but it shouldn't be too far away. And then they'll be putting legalisation to the vote in Australia. Oh, another plebiscite, as they might call it. Maybe? Mm. Would they, would the, do you reckon they What's would actually the go? Well, well, they've probably got to get the numbers together, but um, you know they might be able to do some sort of experiment. The interesting thing is that in Canberra, cannabis is legal and all drugs are decriminalised. So, um, you know, all the the decision makers, the, the, you know, they're, they're there, even if they're from far flung parts of Australia. Mm, yes. They're at least based in Canberra during the week, and and they get to experience that yeah. drug law reform and then see what difference it is back in their own place. Uh, so, of um, course, you know, we we might see some good stuff happening there. Genius. Nice. nice. Yeah. The interesting thing I thought is that they're finding the way to actually make this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, constitutionally, is through plant variety rights, and uh, again, I'm not quite sure of the technical details, but they basically were saying that that is a way that they can manage legalisation through the international drug treaties, right? Huh. Somehow, by still controlling the plant variety rights, therefore they're compliant. Mm. Yeah. Now, Chris, you've got a, a slightly lighter story. <laughs> oh, here, this uh... was quite good. I, I thought uh, <laughs> a guy was getting raided. Um, and uh, we, we're not quite sure from the media coverage as to why he was getting raided. That didn't come out. This was a decision from the Tenancy Tribunal this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- there was copious amounts of weed seen coming from his chimney, and it went on for about six hours, I believe. Uh, by the time the police <laughs> finally managed to get in, all the weed was gone. Um, but they did find some cultivation equipment. They tried charging with it. He was, was not convicted of any of that. But the landlord then wanted to uh, get, get uh, costs and things and tried oh. to say the damage the police caused and smashing down the doors should be on the tenant and that was not the that case. That was not on? No. Wow. No. The tenant had to pay for the loss of rent and a $500 penalty for doing something illegal in the house <laughs> but not yeah. actually for the damage caused by the yeah. police. I mean if you're the police in this situation and you're trying to get into a house but not having any luck and there's copious amounts of cannabis smoke coming out the chimney I you gotta go at some roof. point this is awesome you just gotta let it happen <laughs> yeah exactly get on the roof yeah. Yeah. Have a nice call time. all the neighbours to stand yeah. downwind <laughs> perfect <laughs> too good <laughs> oh boy um, so yeah I thought that was very good um, hey in Hemp Store News right Ooh. now at the shop uh, at the Hemp Store on K Road we've got substance testing happening right now because it's first Thursday yeah. even oh. though it's a storm shattered Auckland uh, if you can get out the house and you've got some stuff and like what we were talking before with uh, the floods interfering with people's medical crops and things mm. well you could be having other things you could be an IV user or, 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 ta- or you know use ecstasy or whatever regular supplies could be interrupted you're having to do, or you're using things from other people or other places, or you might be doing it in other situations you don't normally do it if you're in emergency housing and that kind of thing. And all those sorts of things add to the risk yeah. of what could happen. So if you've got some irregular supply, some different stuff, or uh, you just want to know whether your stuff's contaminated or what the hell it is, mm. then uh, get to the hemp store before 7 o'clock and get it tested. Uh, and if you can't make it in tonight, have a look at the Level Org NZ. And that lists all the upcoming clinics. Uh, they're around Auckland and in other places. It's totally legal. It's free. It's confidential. No one's ever been busted from doing it. So why the hell wouldn't you? But particularly, as I say, if you could be doing some stuff that you don't, you aren't so confident in where it's come from, or it's different to what you've had before, mm. or or you've even got some, uh, you know, you've had some, uh, your weed got wet, and you're wondering if there's poo on it. Mm-hmm. True. Get it tested. Don't want to yeah. smoke shit. No, no, no. <laughs> Not that kind. <laughs> 
So that's on right now. Um, okay. And as I say, check out the level organ's ed for the other clinics uh, or get to the hemp store right now. Mm, yeah, right on. And uh, Waitangi Day coming up. Uh, we'll be closed for Waitangi Day like we do just on the actual, normally on the holidays, so yep. we can all enjoy a holiday too. But um, Waitangi is not just a holiday. It's, it's our national day. And it's a yeah. good day to reflect, I think, from a cannabis point of view, as to why the hell we have these screwed up cannabis laws and drug laws that are still used to harass Māori in this day and age mm. um, and really if uh, if the government's serious about equality then it needs to look at changing these laws all right car right pie. on car pie chris uh prize for this week it's going to be a dance free agent test which is the very ones they use at the drug foundation and know your stuff as the first stage of the substance checking mm-hmm. so we've got one of those to give away for anyone who uh thinks they might need that and uh What's that website that has all the upcoming clinics? And this is how we know that you actually are interested in the prize, because mm-hmm. you've paid attention and noted the website. Uh, there you go. So that's for a dance safe reagent kit, uh, which will test about 70 or 80 times. So, oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah, they're not just a one-off. That's great. So, yeah. All right, give us a holler at 5395 with your name and your B card. That's the text line. Or if you're fast and you just want to pick up the phone, 309-3879. Either way works. Cheers, Chris. Thank you. Cheers. Yep. Do it, man. That was Marijuana Media. Thanks to the Hemp Store. Visit them at 253K Road or shop online at hempstore.co.nz. I'm a